Considering Your Musicians. That is the topic of today's research. Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. So glad to have you with us today. Before we get started on the topic of musicians, I want to make you aware of the next virtual roundtable. This is the virtual roundtable that GFA has been sponsoring. The next one will take place on January the 16th at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. That's a Saturday morning. And the topic of this is the value of short-term missions. So look forward to uh, having you with us on that. You can spread the word to anyone that's interested in missions. You can go to gfamissions.org slash roundtables with an S to register for that. So please join us for that. Considering your musicians is a topic we as pastors sometimes overlook, but today I've got a great privilege of having three for our discussion today. Eric and Bridget Sheevy, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. And the Sheevies have, uh, Eric did a podcast with us before covering the licensing, got a lot of great feedback on your input there, and also got my wife Gretchen with us today. And Gretchen was involved as a children's choir. Did our children's mm-hmm. choir in the beginning, so thanks for joining. So, okay, Eric and Bridget, uh, a little background. So give our listeners your background again in case they didn't hear the first podcast. Certainly, yes, and thanks for having me again after the, the boring one. Hopefully <laughs> this brings the ratings up after the CCLI license <laughs> stuff last time. Um, so Eric Sheevy went to Maranatha, studied um, music education, mm-hmm. went on to Bob Jones, got a master's degree in sacred music where I met Bridget. We were in a lot of the same classes. And okay. and so, so I graduated undergrad from Wichita State University mm-hmm. um, in Kansas with a degree in piano pedagogy. Right. Went on to Bob Jones to get a master's in church music composition mm-hmm. and play the piano and harp and write some music for the Wilds and some other publishing companies and right. help Eric in the church. Right, so we've got a couple. Again, the Sheebies came to serve with us at Harvest. What year did y'all move to Rock Hill? I can't even remember. 2013 in the fall. 2013, wow. And they have four children, and all of them serve in the church. It's just great. We were in the worship service this morning with you all and seeing all your children serve in music. It's just a great privilege to see you not only teach it, but model it. And then, uh, Gretchen, you served in our Patch Club, right? Well, it was kind of like there's nobody else to do it. <laughs> uh, when we first came up to the church and we started Patch Club, and the church was very small, and then we, for years, the kids would sing. We'd go to retirement homes. We'd go to the mall and sing. Uh, we'd go different places. So they did really well, but um, it was definitely just because there was no one else to do it. Well, <laughs> we appreciate that. All right. Isn't that the case in a lot of churches? <laughs> well, with it, it who's serving, you know? Cause it may so what, let's talk about that. So the volunteers that do this, or even paid musicians that do this in the church. So Eric, I, I approached you with this, and you approached it with me. I've forgotten who initiated this. So what's your first point you want to talk through here? Well, I have three points kind of that I think uh, it would be important for us to discuss about musicians or that came to mind, I guess, as I grouped ideas together. Mm-hmm. The first is, how important is music to your worship? Your attitude as a pastor, because this is mostly to pastors, I think. Right. And, uh, and musicians. And musicians. And, and church leaders that may be helping in music. Right. So I, th- I was thinking your attitude towards the whole idea of music in your church makes a difference in what you get. And is it important? Is it an important part of your services? Or is it that preaching is the main attraction and we're using everything else just to get there. 
And I think if you really see music as super important to you and show that, that you will probably even up the quality of what's going on as you consider this all the time. All so, right, so in a typical Sunday morning, you're selecting the hymns, is that right? Would you would do that? Or would you, would you be given a theme? So what would that look like to make it look important? Oh, well, well, keeping your musicians in the loop, whoever's making the decisions on what that worship service looks like. Okay. Okay, so who who decides what that worship service looks like from one week to another? Is it always a set thing? But, uh, yes, I'm deciding the music, so what do I base that on? And we'll get into some of this later on as well with the thinking of a musician. But if I don't have a theme, then you might get a lot of mini-messages, so is that what you want? That it's a lot of, you have different things from throughout the service, different ideas hitting the people, or is it that you want it to all aim toward your message as well with how the music flows? And so, is this important part of what's going on? How do you want to build that service? Do you want to start with a, a worship song to God and then you go from there? How, how is it built? So all that plays into it, and is this important to you as a pastor? Or do you just throw this off and say, you guys do it and whatever will be fine? Or are you very involved that you reassess every year even, you know, as part of honoring God in our services and glorifying God, especially if we talk about Sunday morning worship service, you know, is singing important, is praying important, is the feeding important, is the giving important, and all these aspects of worship coming together, and how's that ratio work out? And, like, I don't have a perfect answer for that ratio, right? But are you thinking about it? Because it's all important to you and, and yearly maybe talking to people and saying, what do we need to make better with this? What do we need to change? What are we not giving importance to in our church? All right, so let's back up some of the basics. How would you define worship? Well, okay, so we're talking about the worship service, right? right so are. what's acceptable worship has to do a lot with people's hearts, okay. of course. Mm-hmm. And the is there culture. anything wrong with them yeah. and other people? All these ways right. that just isn't appropriate, right? And Cain's worship isn't accepted, and all these different things is that's that's on the people coming mm-hmm. and how they are ready for worship. For me, I think very thematically, and I'm thinking, okay, how do I bring people towards a joy-filled praising God and bring them towards the service of the Word and making a decision that's all wrapped up together? Probably in that mm-hmm. is the way that my mind is thinking. But if I'm back to this point, many pastors might say that it's important to them as well, but kind of maybe don't have a hand in it, maybe aren't giving ideas about what the message is about to the people choosing music. So in the ideal world, all right, you and Bridget combined. So here at Harvest, he does series out of books, normally on mm-hmm. Sunday morning. All right, so as you're planning your week, praying through your week, at what time is the most beneficial to you to know where you're going that week in preparation and prayer? Oh, well, I I mean, since I do a lot of the planning, I, I like to know as soon as possible. Right. I mean, at the beginning of the week, I might start thinking through it on Monday already okay. as far as where I want to head. I, I think it's not realistic probably to get the choir on board with the theme that might be changing from week to week, and that right. has to be scheduled way out. And sometimes special music can be quite tough, though I will say our pastor here usually has somewhat of a plan, and I have people who ask me a month in advance or two months in advance when they know they have a special coming up, okay. and I try to get it to them uh, a month or two in advance before the, uh, that they know they have a special coming up. And they might ask me, what's his passage that Sunday? And if I can go in and look at what's coming up and what passage he's planned to get to, that can help guide them as well because they're often right before the message. Okay, so I'm going to put Bridget on the spot here. Uh-huh. 
All right, now I know you're a very accomplished pianist, but let's say you have a student mm-hmm. that is trying to play the piano at the church right. for their service. Uh-huh. Uh, and the typical pianist in a church of 80 to 100, for the pastor's perspective here, right. when should that pastor let the pianist know in the week? Okay, let's just take about a week. Would that be like by Wednesday? I mean, give me an idea. I think by Wednesday would be about the latest. Okay. Um, that gives them several days to practice. And yeah, I think I think that's a good goal. Which we don't always do here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, it's, it's usually more of a Thursday thing right. by the time it actually gets out. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's even Friday morning, um, okay. depending on who has to send it out and how many changes need to be made to the schedule beyond music even. Um, that other people may have a hand in things mm-hmm. like scripture readers and different, and they don't want me to send it out till those are done. You know, yeah. so it just depends on the church. But I think for an average eighty to one hundred person church, Wednesdays probably. I would say that's nice. People are, you have all different kinds of musicians too sure. that are going to practice and who aren't going to practice, and and I, I think that gets back to the point of how big a deal is this to you? And are you showing that this is so important to your church, or are you just using? music really to get the late people into the service and uh, they're singing and, and maybe the pastor's not even singing because he's dealing in the back with people or shaking hands or whatever. And yeah. I mean, are you up there singing with your congregation and showing we are worshiping God together right now? Mm-hmm. Um, how, how much are you showing that is important? It's not just about getting people in the room or having a song played while they shake hands. Not right now, but normally. <laughs> uh and how, how important is this to you? But with this idea of getting it out, yeah, I mean, ideally, the pianist is finding out what the page number is before the, the song leader announces it. We got a problem. And, you know, I've been in a church that, you know, that sometimes things aren't even picked until the, the guy's up on the pulpit flipping through the hymnal for the church service, and I like the song and stuff. And I'm not, I don't want to belittle that, and everybody no, has different no. amounts of time and things, but is this important? Are we driving towards certain goals within a service? And uh, are we showing that? You wouldn't think of, well, maybe some pastors would think of just showing up and not knowing what passage they're preaching. But I think most of you, you're thinking about studying most of the week to guide people. And I think that we need to see that music is that same way. All right, so that's the the musician's perspective on that, Mm -hmm. right, on worship. What about, consider your thinking about that. So okay. Touching you Hold on, I've, I've got just a little oh, bit more on the worship. Okay, maybe okay. you don't want me to no, go. No, no, maybe no. You, <laughs> Keep going. So I think if we're talking about how important it is to your worship, I think we have to talk about singing, which is mentioned in the Bible, and how it, it, even in the preparation, when we say we want to be prepared ahead of time, what does that look like? And some of this, you might not even like Pastor Fant. Uh, you can just edit this out. But the... <laughs> Yes, music is a powerful preparation for the preaching. But what do we see in Scripture as well? And I would challenge pastors as as far as this goes, and you're thinking about what part your music is playing in your worship. Uh, Think as well about how it is seen in Scripture. Um, You've got, you know, in the Psalms, Psalm 100, you know, make a joyful shout to the Lord, serve the Lord with gladness, come before His presence with singing. It seems it's, it's a reaction to the joy we have in the Lord. So how is that joy there as they're coming in? Yes, there is some there. But then you also see the, some of the bread and butter passages of musicians, Ephesians 5.18 and Colossians 3.16, where you've got being filled with the Spirit and the Word, which seem related, and what happens is they're filled with the Word. Okay. But they sing to one another in psalms and hymns. So even how would we build our service? Are you thinking about that? I think it's part of making music important in your worship is that you're thinking through how is it used in, in the Bible 
are we headed that direction or do we even are we willing to have variety mm-hmm. of uh, a pastor uh, I had a few thoughts like uh, maybe a pastoral introduction to songs that are helping to focus in on what's coming or meditations on passages that they're up there and then we sing the uh, sing a song but a reaction is often when we see music it's not about starting to make you think it's that you've already been thinking mm-hmm. and now I'm reacting to my thinking with this and now I'm excited and I just want to express it so I felt like I wanted to talk about that a little bit with singing sure Bridget you want to add anything to that? I don't think so think okay well, I'm sure, yes, she has to say it was good. Not to mention uh, the picture. Uh, you know, we, we look much more young and hip than what the picture is like right next to us on the podcast. Let's just make sure we've got all that going on. This probably goes into the next point, which is consider our thinking. I, I don't even have this written down, but it just made me think of how, you know, really confident musicians are often a little bit uh, proud, probably. I don't know. They can get that way. Uh, I don't want to talk about the bad things about musicians thinking. <laughs> I'd rather just discuss the good things that you could take part of. But thinking. All right, so let's, let's talk yeah, to, the, to the musicians in there. Okay. So from your perspective, uh, I'll have Eric and then Bridget respond. So how should a musician, they're doing this for the Lord, but you mentioned pride. And a lot mm-hmm. of musicians are very good at what they do. They have the gift of music. So, Eric, with you, with congregational song leading, as well as the special music that you do, what is a way you help prepare your heart so pride is not overtaking you as you sing? Right. Well, how do I think about what is... Is this about me? Well, it better oh, not be. Okay. It needs to be about... I mean, I'm going to think about those passages coming up. And if I didn't know what those passages were he's preaching on, you know, I, it needs to be a driving focus toward what what is this service about. Okay. And it's not about me. And it's what can we do to build us toward people glorifying God in their lives, making decisions for Him, serving the Lord, that God is magnified because of what we're doing and our hearts are in the right place. And that, that's what I'm thinking about as I go up to it. Some people, especially instrumentalists, I mean, you can touch on this, Bridget, but instrumentalists, you can tell if they're not thinking about it. It can become very mechanical, almost like I'm pressing a typewriter. Mm -hmm. You know, I told my kids that this morning before they played. like, you look like you're pressing a typewriter. Is there anything about your song that has to do with worship, you know, or, or anything? I mean, what are the words to what you're doing? And I think you have to get them thinking about, not just about even the nervousness, potentially that might be going on or pride or mm-hmm. whatever they might be facing but what is the word okay. what are we presenting yeah go ahead. what about you because you're doing preludes you're doing the choir music you may be doing accompanying specials you may be doing the offertory so how do you how do you prepare your heart well I think yeah. just keeping in mind you know each of us has a gift and I think sometimes musicians get maybe a little more we're kind of up there out there in front of everyone but that doesn't mean that our gift is any better or any more special than anyone else's and I know um, even for me this past year I've had a couple of things where you know kind of tendonitis in my wrist or different things but just realizing that today this is what God it's a ministry that God has for me but I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this in a few weeks or a few years or whatever and just being grateful because it's it's really a privilege um, to get to do that and so just as far as preparing my heart I think just keeping in mind it's a privilege. Mm. All right, Gretchen, with children, how in the world, when you got you got 20 or 10 or 5, whatever, children up there, how do you help prepare their hearts not to be showboats <laughs> and clowns? And 
You know, I don't know the answer to that. They tend to keep you pretty humble. I don't ever remember thinking that I really had it all together at all with them. Again, it gets back to being word-focused and talking about the words and having them think about the words. Because if they think about the words and the message, they will sing differently hmm. than if they just, if you just focus on keep your hands by your side, make, mm-hmm. you know, do this, do that, stand up straight and all that kind of stuff. That's all I can really think of for that. I yeah, the difficulty, right. When you're dealing with kids, I mean, you're dealing with people who aren't even saved right. a lot of the time. Right. It's almost a training for them in mm-hmm. who is God. This is who he is. We're trying to ingrain that into them a little bit because we have the church choir here yet with kids. And, uh, yeah, are we using this as a training? And we still allow them to serve because we, we know about God and we serve God, you sure. know? And it's, yeah. Well, All right. It's tough. Oh, with the thinking then, some more about thinking of musicians. I thought about um, creativity. Musicians are artistic, out-of-the-box thinkers quite often. So are you thinking about <laughs> what creative things, if you need ideas... Go to a musician. Maybe they're not all this way, but typically I can pop off several ideas for different services if Marshall ever wants them, your son, Mm -hmm. Um, and if he wants to mix up things. I know when you were in charge too, you liked it the same way most times, and it was easier for you to think and to be prepared yourself for things. Um, But if you want ideas for anything that might need to be run within your church, musicians are often pretty creative on on making stuff up uh we make stuff up in music constantly (laughs) so would you recommend meeting with pastor monthly quarterly annually what is a good Mm -hmm. or do you just catch it when you can or yeah absolutely i mean there's there's different levels of of meetings i guess that could go on i would say yearly we get together and maybe discuss what where we need to head okay what change big change i mean we're talking about big things but every few months, I usually yeah. have a pretty good list at that point of stuff yeah. I need to discuss because I'm not full-time staff here. Right. Um, you so teach in public school. Teach in public school right now. Yeah. So just getting, getting together and, and uh, communication as well with what's going on from one week to another. Yeah. You know, I'll plan a service and, oh, there was this going on. I think we've gotten pretty good about that now. Yeah. But, you know, if, if we don't know what's going on, you know, and then uh, sometimes I'm throwing around ideas making up what could work and maybe and i need to shoot that off of him and such but but yeah creativity thematically some musicians are very thematic in their thinking as i mentioned i am what um, would be an example of that that i want to follow a theme straight on through through the message the for that sunday for the month for for that sunday for that that sunday Sunday, typically like i want to know what the message is about where he's headed and i want to guide my people that way i would say many musicians are that way especially Mm -hmm. i mean they talk about they build shows Mm-hmm. Right now, this might be a weakness. I hate to mention weaknesses again of a musician, but <laughs> it might become too much of a show that we're just creating a show instead of really sincerely being engaged in it. But musicians often think thematically, especially if they're a professional musician, they're putting together programs. And so, what what can they give you as far as driving towards that goal and Let me seeing life change? Here. I get sidetracked. No, you're fine. Sorry. So, my question would be for Bridget and Eric, both of you. Do you think at times, because you know musicians can be emotional and are creative, right. is there ever the time where they may not want to do it to the absolute best because they don't want to appear to be robbing God of His glory or or become the center of attention? In other words, I I like to think that everything we do we're doing to the glory of God, mm-hmm. and we're doing the best we can. 
have you ever run across and what would your counsel be if a musician's listening to us and they're let's just say again a small church and they are an excellent pianist and you know a pianist can take over the service right, right? Mm-hmm. i mean they really can right. with is, is he, you ever talked to any? Am I, am I out to lunch here? Was there? Have you ever run across that? I mean, I try to gauge the um, amount of people in the room yeah. and the singing level, and to be a support to that. So I'm going to play differently if we're at home with just a few of us singing around the piano than I would in a full congregation of okay. 250 people who are all yeah. singing out. Because yeah, it isn't about me, and I try to off or I'm going to play differently at a funeral than I am okay, at okay. a Sunday morning okay. service. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm not a musician, so I just got to climb inside the mindset there. No, yeah, my yeah. wife is an amazing pianist. She okay, is. Very, very blessed to have her here. Um, she can sometimes think of herself as an equal role in a piece. I mean, we could say that, right? That she's musically feeling that she's an equal partner with the soloist singing mm. or with something else. I may be like, hey, message isn't getting out there. You know, or different things. And sometimes that's interpretation. I don't think of her trying to rob the spotlight no. in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. But more like is overall like what's washing over me in the room. Hey, we got to tone that down. We need more of this. Okay. Uh, because you are stealing the show and it's becoming about you instead of about really focused on what we wanted to focus on. Okay. But you got to be able to have those conversations, right? right. The conversations. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll listen yeah. to like the yeah. special music or something. He'll come in and listen. And he tells me. It's not as much now because um, I've learned. <laughs> Hopefully, I've learned. But you know, at the big initially, it was fifty percent of the time he was. You know, you're playing too loud, Bridget. You've got to tone it back. And I felt like I was toning it back. But you know, the overall. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's sure. good. Definitely well, good to have somebody. She else. broke a string on the piano. I did this break year. a string on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> that was not okay, what I was so. playing for a single person. That was a whole conversation. Now, your your question is not out of line, okay? Because right. what what is distracting? I think that's what you always yeah, have to yeah. think about. What's distracting from our worship? Sometimes right. that can be the clothes people wear, yeah, right? Yeah. That are up right. there. Sometimes that can be the style, which might be totally off the wall from where the congregation is at. Or distracting from the message because you can hardly find what it's saying within. Uh, there's so much uh, flourish within it, or something that maybe it's follow, hard to follow the melody and the tune of what was uh, the people know the words that go along with. So I think all that stuff goes into play as well. But you mentioned the word emotionally, yeah, and that is one of my points on here as well. Is that you know emo- musicians are emotional. We're taught to feel the music. The biggest thing with my kids is, are you feeling this? You know, and where are we going with phrases and everything else? And and you can think of me then as a wimp pastor, but <laughs> but um, you know, um, King David, right? Musician, yeah. warrior, hunter, whatever. Um, you know, are we? We should. We we like to just act like we're all masculine, but we should have a sensitive part. Okay. We should be showing love. We should be showing these things that are that are tough for us in American culture to do. Right. But musicians are taught to try to express this and being sensitive, you know, to things. And that and I think it does affect them as a person somewhat. I think they become more emotional people. I know that with age, some people say they become more sensitive as well mm. um, and, and things, but I think that's just like them seeing more and more as they age and, and, and appreciating so much more. But what can you do to your musician? Well, uh, are you giving them words of acclamation after the service like I appreciate so much your work on this and or written things or gifts to them and how are you they are emotional right. beings I want to come back to that 
Oh, we, I've got it later too. In the okay, I know, I know. But I wanna, so what I want to do, I want to wrap up this podcast under the thinking, and then we'll go into how we treat them. Okay. Okay. So anything else under the thinking? All right. I, I do have one other thing. Was just the training. If we think about the thinking of a pastor, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm guessing much of the time you would probably encourage a pastor to go and get some yeah, conference in every year, mm-hmm. something like that, even though he's trained. Um, just for his own emotions, sure. to stay sharp, remember yeah. what he already knew. Encourage the thinking of your musicians. Maybe it means that you have a, a yearly training fund. They might be very qualified, but are they still staying with other musicians? Are they staying current? Are they thinking through what's going on and where people are at right now in the world? And music has changed in 400 years. Yeah. It has. And what is healthy and what do we need to watch out for and are we discussing those things with other musicians and really having those conversations but are you considering their thinking I think that's probably the main things I wanted to hit on good Bridget anything else on thinking sounds Gretchen, good no that's no, that's good all right so Sheevies thank you very much uh, that's part one oh boy musicians <laughs> so we'll come back to part two in just a minute thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I want to remind you also to uh, check out the GFA virtual roundtables that's going on each month. So I want to thank GFA for sponsoring this podcast and thank the Sheevies and Gretchen for being here. You're listening to ReChurch, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.